You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Let us notice the book of Philippians. Let us notice the book of Philippians. Thank you, musicians. Thank you. Let us notice the third chapter of the book of Philippians this morning. Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians, the third chapter. Let us notice again the book of Philippians and the third chapter. Notice Philippians, of course, is a New Testament book. And if you have your Bibles, but you're not yet familiar with the different books of the Bible, I encourage you to use, amen, your table of contents, which I remind you that many of us that have been saved for some years now still occasionally go there and use it, amen? The book of Philippians and the third chapter. And before I start reading, let me say y'all look good. Y'all look good out there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Y'all look good out there. Y'all look good. Thank you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Let me thank some of y'all. Let me say it again. Y'all look good out there. Thank you. See, right now I'm thankful for y'all telling the truth. I'm thankful. I'm thankful I got some folk ready. They probably we telling the truth from the start. We telling the truth. Philippians the third chapter. Now, some of you to say, oh, he ain't all that. Now, come on now. Something wrong with you. You might need to get you a pair of these. <laughs> Philippians, the third chapter. Yeah. That's how you got to be. Somebody tell you you don't look good. You may need to question their eyesight. You ain't question their vision. Qu- question what they see. Tell them, look again. Look again. You know folk who are, who are insecure, they don't like to hear you say certain good stuff about yourself. They don't. They don't. I, 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 I just don't subscribe to, to the theory of waiting on somebody to compliment me. You know, because I just feel like if I don't know it, even if you tell me, it don't mean much. Don't mean much at all because I don't know it. People can tell you all day how good you look, but if you don't know it, it ain't going to do nothing for you. But when I know it, hey. You know, I'm going to ride with that. Philippians 3, I'm going to ride on it. I'm going to ride on it. Philippians 3, and notice verse number 12. Philippians 3 and verse number 12. Notice what the Apostle Paul says. He said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Reading out the New King James Version. Let me start. Oh, Paul said, not that I have already attained. Or am already perfected, haven't made it yet, haven't arrived, still growth that's there. But notice what he said, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Now, something has to be going on because Paul basically, in a different way, says the same thing that he just said. He said, brethren, in verse 13, I do not count myself to have apprehended. And so it it must be to the point that where some are feeling about Paul, maybe that he feels a certain way about himself. But Paul reminded folks, no, 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 no. Because listen, this is important because whenever you think that you have arrived, you are no longer teachable. When, when, when you think that nothing else, there are no more instructions, there are no more wisdom that you can receive, listen to me, in order to better your life, then you haven't arrived at all, but you have become one thing that we never need to become, and that's a person who's stagnant, who's not moving forward. See, in life, in God, you always have to be moving forward, always getting better, always maturing, always gaining. Come on, somebody. Always learning. 
And so Paul said, brother, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Paul says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Notice in verse number 12, he talked about a need to press on. But he also, in verse 14, talks again about the desire to press, to press on. But I love it because something that Paul realizes, something that we got to realize this morning. There are steps to pressing on. There are things that we have to do in order to press on. You can say all day, Pastor, I'm pressing on. I'm, I'm moving forward. Well, it's easy to be said, but if you're not doing certain things that give you the ability to move forward, then, then listen to me. You're really going to be in the same place just professing that you're moving forward, yet you're not. And how many know folk who love professing stuff about themselves that's really not true? You know, you hear folks say sometimes, well, I moved on from it. But you know good and well, they ain't moved nowhere. But notice one thing he knows he has to do. Y'all stay with me. In order to press on is that he had to have the ability to forget those things which are behind. Paul knew if I'm going to press on the way I need to press on, then I also got to have the ability to let some stuff go. And so based upon that, my subject this morning is let it go and press on. Look at somebody and tell him or her the subject this morning. Let it go and press on. Look at one more person in his or her eyes and tell them, let it go, finish it. And do what? And do what? But before I can press on, I got to what? Come on, let's give God a praise for the subject this morning. Hallelujah. Let it go and press on. Now, the book of Philippians as I have stated in other messages, as all of Paul's writings was relevant and important, the book of Philippians is certainly important because we know Paul wrote this epistle from prison. Paul was not the prisoner of Rome, listen to me, more so than he recognized that he was the prisoner of the Lord. This is important. It's important when you going through stuff that you never give the devil too much credit. Oh, I said something then. It's important when you going through something that you don't give your enemies too much credit for where you are. And see, some of us, we make the mistake of bragging too much on the devil. You bragging too much about what folk did to you. But there are times in all of our lives that, that we have to recognize, yeah, demons were up to something. Yeah, people did some things to me. But come on, somebody. But in totality, you got to recognize now, now I am where I am because God has me here. He has me here. See, see, anytime I'm going through a trial, again, I will not glorify my enemy. I, I will not give folk the credit, oh, come on, pastor, the satisfaction of having them think that their lies has me depressed. Woo! I'm not going to give folk that satisfaction to see me down about something they think they did. Because you'd be surprised how folk will get the tripping on you and change on you 
And then try to let folk know where you know the reason she is the way she is is because I left her in. But see, but see, sister, you, 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 you got to get some pep in your step. And the next time that man see you, oh, I'm preaching already to somebody. He needs to see a better version of you. He needs to see a woman that's looking better. And if he happened to say to you, girl, you looking better, you need to remind her it's because I'm no longer with you. Don't give him the satisfaction of catching you crying. I'm preaching hard. Don't give him the satisfaction of seeing you stalking him, riding around his apartment, seeing what he's doing. No. I'm talking right up in here. Because people will try to brag about what they did to you. Mm, mm, mm. But see, Paul recognized again that he was the prisoner of the Lord. Do y'all know how powerful that is? Paul recognized that if God wanted me out of here tonight, I would be out of here. Imagine a man in jail, but he knowing then a cell man done built that can hold me unless God want me here. There's no lock that he can't unlock. There's no combination that he don't know the key to. I'm talking right. See, some of us are not getting happy because you just so wanting out of your situation, but God ain't bringing you out because you're not learning. The lesson that he wants you to learn. I know you, I know some of you, you can't rejoice over that, but God told me to tell you, you ain't going nowhere until you learn the lesson. Watch this for why he put you in that class. But see, what I love about Paul was that Paul was not just a genuine or a bona fide apostle. But I want to show you one thing about him that made him bona fide. Because you're not bona fide, you're not genuine just because you say you are. You're going to learn about genuine believers or true faith walkers. There are traits that come with the name. See, a lot of folk like to grab the name, but they ain't got the traits. Now, you can call yourself whatever you want to. But if at the end of the day there are no traits to back up what you claim, then you are found to be a pretender. And I got pretenders in this congregation. I got folk love to talk big, but they walk don't match their talk. You talk big when you ain't going through nothing, but you cry like a baby when trials come. Or when God puts you in a certain class. Notice what I love about Paul in Philippians 4. Y'all hang in here. It's a good word from the Lord. Philippians 4. Yeah, because some of us, we got to learn. Stop looking at people like they ain't been through nothing. You know, don't, don't ever look at me like that. Like, well, he just don't know what all I'm going. You don't know what all I've been through in totality. You don't know what I'm going through this morning. How many know sometimes folks just look at what you drive or look at what you wear or they just assume that, you know, he don't know nothing about hard trials. What? You don't get to a certain place in God without knowing, without being fully tried. And see, some of you need to give him a praise because, because you failed your test. But you ought to at least have respect for those that, that hung in there anyhow. Come on, yeah, you ought to be able to give God praise for those that stay. Stay right where God put them. It's hot, but I ain't moving. It's fiery, but I ain't going. I ain't taking down on what I said. Look at Philippians 4. Because some of us, we, we, we are found to be pushovers. Yes, we are. We talk big. 
and somebody don't know you, they'll fall for it. I said, if they don't know you, they'll fall for it. Notice Philippians 4, but don't give up now because it's, 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 it's a word for you. Philippians 4 and 10, notice what Paul says carefully. He said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Now see, notice that Paul is commending them because their care for him has flourished again. Now notice what he said carefully. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Paul said, I know y'all wanted to give to me, but some of you couldn't. Y'all be careful. If you hear a preacher talk about giving, some of us get a certain way. Just hold on. He must be wanting something. If he didn't, no, he ain't wanting nothing. But notice what he said. Not that I speak, teach us Paul, in regard to need. See, every preacher that talk about money don't mean they talking about because they got it. They, they need something from you. No, whenever I talk about money from here on out, I'm talking about it because I want God to get something to you. Come on, I said I want him to get something to you. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned. See, this is what made him bonafide. For I have learned, talk to us, Paul, in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to be down. I know how to go through. But I also know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned. See, he's a learner. I have learned both. Some of us have learned it. To be full and to be hungry. I learned to abound and to suffer need. Come on. Paul was a learner. Can I teach it right? You can never be bona fide in God until you learn how to be content. To be content where God, listen, has you and where he has placed you. What is content, pastor? To know that you good. You better break that down, pastor. When you're content, you know you're good. That means if you got a pocket full of money, you can look at a person, be telling the truth, and tell, I'm good. I'm good. But take that. But on the other hand, if ain't that but lint in your pocket, you still gotta know, I'm good. Where my folk that know how to go through and recognize, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't begging nobody for nothing. I'm good. God know what I need. I am good. I don't preach for a check. I'm good. Y'all didn't hear me. I'm good. I don't take invitation from other churches just to get paid. I'm good. Matter of fact, all my preaching lately in other churches, I gave the offering back to the preacher that invited me. And he said, what? I said, I'm Good. So you wonder why a lot of preachers get engagement. It's because they do this thing where they swapping out. Hey, Doc, let me come preach to your people. And then, you know, you come speak to my people. And so we exchange a little, a little offering now. Keep that thing going. Every you have a lot of preachers always inviting folk into the church. Because they want an invite back. But see, I'm careful who I let talk to y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to let nobody come in here and talk to y'all because I want an offering somewhere else. No, I'm a good shepherd. I'm peculiar about who talked to the sheep at this house. And some folk done talk to y'all who will never talk to you again.
we see them baby being seated there looking about there telling Pastor, no, we like to eat good. He know we 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 like to eat good. I know y'all don't like to be played with. I, I know y'all I know y'all want the word. Y'all want the real thing. Y'all don't want a whole lot of jokes. Y'all want the word. Somebody get in here this morning. You said, Pastor, I'm going through too much. I need a word. But be seated. When you become bona fide, you know whatever you're going through, you're good. Ain't as much groceries at the house that you desire to be there, but you're good. Isn't it amazing how a lot of us done went through a whole lot of things, but you ain't been hungry? (laughs) You ain't been hungry? No, no, you ain't been hungry. He always sent you to the right grocery store. He always directed your path. Made sure the meat was on sale. Y'all, y'all going to get one of these sisters to shout. Y'all going to get one of these good mamas to giving God the praise because she know how she fed them children. Come on, come on. Some of us that learn to praise Him. We know we're good because we know what we need. We'll be there when we need it. Well, I'm teaching right up in here. Some of us that learn, we don't cry over money no more. It's going to be there when it needs to be there. If I need a down payment, he'll give me one. If he want me to pay it cash, he'll give me the money. If he want it financed, he'll give me favor. Be seated. But he learned. It's difficult to teach the people who ain't learning. Because you're always five or six messages behind. Because you ain't learning. It ain't just about good teaching. But it's understanding that you will be tried by the good teaching. Some of you have the nerve trying to go to other churches, trying to visit other places. I I, I visit somewhere and I I felt kind of more comfortable. Yeah, they ain't dealing with you. There's a reason you're feeling uncomfortable. You're somewhere you shouldn't be. And I got the assignment to push. Come on, somebody. But but notice that Paul was was a learner. Now, we love to skip the 13. Uh, yeah, yeah, we love to quote 13. Paul said, for I can do all things. Now, that's when the church get happy. You got a happy church when you reach verse 13. You got some people ready for you to hoop, holler, and do what you need to do. But see, understand, you can't get the 13 until you know about 11 and 12. You can, now you can say it. Cause I used to say it. <laughs> I'll quote in a minute. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Five minutes later, complaint come off my lip. See, but when you know no matter where God has you, you good. You bona fide. Now listen, I need to be honest. That don't mean I want to go to prison tonight now. I'm going to confess, I ain't ever been locked up. I remember one time, one of my homeboys, we got pulled over and they took him in. And they said, well, you can go back there and holler at him if you want to. No, I went. I didn't stay back that long at all. I said, look, dude, I said, call me. Call me. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I knew that wasn't the place for me. But notice... Paul was a learner. Listen, learners are teachable. Remember what I always said. The Holy Ghost is the prime teacher. Because he's God. 
He indwells the believer in order to teach. John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, listen, he will guide you into what? All truth. Or he will teach you. He will give you what to say. He will bring things to your remembrance. Come on, somebody, that's a teacher. But there are times that God knows we need an experience. Now, experience is not the best teacher. Don't ever say that if you're a Christian. Don't ever say that. You don't put an experience above God. Because you don't want to be the type of person. The only way you can learn is that you got to go through it. Well, experience is the best teacher. So if I'm going to learn, I got to go. Why you got to go through that? If God took a brother or sister through it and had them testify about it. Come on. That's how I taught my children. I look, it's a lot of things that I have done. Being stupid and dumb. You don't have to go down that road. Learn the lesson from me. Take my word for it. It ain't good for you. Come on. Now, 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 they are children. Come on. Some of us raised them. No matter what you say, they got to bump that wall for themselves. They, they got to run head. Then they come back with a big old knot on their head. Mama, you told me. But see, it don't have to be that way. But I want y'all to understand there are some saints that can't press on. Let me give you, let me give you two reasons why they can't press on. Number one is obvious by the message. They won't let stuff go. Therefore, in here, God has been Ursuring them to let some stuff go. Number two, they won't stop crying over the past. See, you ain't ready to press on when you're still crying about what was. Come on, y'all know more deal with it. What could have been. You, you, you have folk that can't even appreciate the present. And there's a reason they call it a present. The present. Because it's a gift. They can't enjoy the gift of now. Come on. Because in their mind is. What could have been. You better listen to me this morning because that's a place where demons love to cause people to get stuck at. They spend all their life talking about what could have been. Can I deal with it? You got folk in their early 20s. The only thing they want to talk about what could have been. What should have been. You got folk in here still hung up on people who married other folk. They ain't going to tell you that. But they hung up on what could have been. You 40 years old talking about a dance in junior high. No telling what could have been. He asked me to slow drag, but I wouldn't. And ain't no telling what would have happened if I would have just slow drag. You 40 years old. Still hung up on a junior high dance. See, we laughing, but 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 you be surprised what folks still I know y'all looking at where I am now. But if the truth be told, if they wouldn't have fired me, 
I know by now I would have at least been, and then they start naming what they could have. Listen, while they unemployed. And, and, and here's the thing about crying over the past. There are things that folk you cry over that ain't thought about you, not one. I had to learn that lesson. Can I be honest? I had to learn that lesson as a pastor. Sad because folk left. Thinking about what I could have did. What I could have said. Finally, I had to, I, I, I had to be God. So blunt with me. Y'all ever had God just be blunt with you? It's like God just told me, they ain't thinking about you. That's real right there. See, pain, hurt, disappointments, setbacks, listen, will try to define who you are. Just about you can't allow a hurtful moment, a hurtful situation to define who you are. Come on, that's good teaching right there. Tell somebody, you can't let the wrong thing define you. There's somebody right now, you're being defined by the wrong thing. It's not that it happened to you, it's what you allowing it to continue. Come on, somebody help me out. Do to you in the present, it has defined you. There are people in here, you know what happened to you the moment you let it define you, it was easy for you to quit. I'm talking right up in here. Let a bad moment a rough season in a marriage define you. Y'all know I ain't afraid to teach right. It's easy to get divorced. It ain't hard. It's amazing how people will let a bad season and a rough season in a marriage define them. Then all they got to do is look at that I had plenty of good seasons. Come on, y'all. Y'all y'all just hang in. I got to talk to my married couple. You done had plenty of good seasons. Why allow a challenging time to define you and make you quit? I know folk who quit in ministry because somebody hurt them. But y'all listen. See, see, we all got to be careful what or who we allow to define us. Let me give you a definition of defining you. When something defines you, when it has defined who you are, Listen, it becomes a part of your makeup. It becomes a part of your being. Why is that? Because the situation, it governs how you think. It governs how you talk. And it governs your choices. People have gone through things that made them get stuck being insecure. They let a moment define. It ain't a person in here ain't failed at something. Come on, I say it ain't a person in church this morning who hadn't failed at something. But the difference between people is not failures. It's what you allow to define you. A fall ain't always bad. Because sometimes you can learn a great lesson from falling. But I never get mad at people for falling. 
I get upset when they allow the fall to define them. Now you want to keep falling. And you want to blame every fall on what you call the big fall. I know I'm teaching right up in here. Notice something about the Apostle Paul in Acts 9. Y'all hang in here. Acts 9. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get upset because people fall. We, we, all, we all done failed at something. But the difference in people who God is using mightily and those who are still sort of speak stuck on the sideline is that they didn't let failures define them. Come on, you in here this morning, you done been through a whole there's some of us, you done been through a whole lot, but you didn't let certain things define you. Right? Look at Acts 9. Am I right about that? Or have, have y'all, am I talking to a whole lot of folk been defined by what's in their past? No. You gotta be able to go through stuff and still know whose you are and who you are. You got to be to have that ability to go through, but still know, hey, I belong to God. And in the right season, in due season, he going to turn all this around. So I can't let one moment define who I am in God. And see, this message is designed to get a fighter back to fighting. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can I teach you right this message is designed to get a married couple back to loving. See, because sometimes you stray from where you should be. And God said, I got a word for it. That's going to get him back to where he need to be. But if you're not careful, God will send a word with purpose to get you back. But you're not willing to learn. Notice this about Paul. Remember, Paul is, Paul is the author. I'm almost in the clothes. Paul is the author. Acts 9. Because sometimes we just need to be taught. That's all. Sometimes you need to hear a person who you look at as being great and mighty say to you sometimes, I fail. Only difference between me and you is that I didn't stay there. Can I really be honest? Can I share something with y'all I shared with the leaders this morning in a blessed leaders meeting? Now, I make this boast in the Lord. I told them I have never in a sad moment cried in front of Donna. Never. But it don't mean I never cried. Now, now I, ain't, I ain't just knocking you brothers who want to be sensitive like that. Who want to show your vulnerable side. But it's certain women you can't show that to. Because they ain't going to forget it. <laughs> you might just get to argue with them. And they call you a crybaby to your face. And it's just like a soft man. I ain't never telling you nothing else again. You use it against me. What do you think she's going to do? You sitting there crying. But I told them, I said, that there have been times that she knew I was going through something. Because sometimes when you live with a person, you really connected to them. They're going to know. And she comes, she said, well, look, I know. I know you're going through a lot. She said, but God, God going to work it out. He brought us through before. He's he going to bring us through again. And in front of her, I'd be like, oh, you're right about it. Oh, he's bringing us through. We're coming through this thing like some real champs. And then I walk in the room, oh, God, you know <laughs> See, it ain't about having a moment. Sometimes it's about who you have that moment with. Because she like it or not, if I'd have had certain moments with her, she wouldn't have been able to do in me what needed to be done. But because I took it to God. Oh, some brothers ought to got happy. I'm telling men, there's some things you got to take to God. To be his leader. Acts 9, Lord have mercy. I have some brother look at me like I ain't going there. Pastor, I'm a vulnerable man. Well, you keep hanging in here. You 
keep hanging. We're going to toughen you up through this word, brother. You got to be. You got to be. This world ain't built for, for soft men. See, see, y'all don't, y'all ain't going to like this. Ooh. See, we're in a time right now where women trying to take over. You got these women now, they coming up now, they got these major takeover spirits. See, the Bible says a woman shouldn't absurd authority over the man. Whoa. Yeah, Brother Harden, I just got, ooh. There's some women out there looking at me like, it ain't going to change how I do. Acts 9, let me show you something about Paul. Acts 9, verse 15. Now this God talking to Ananias about Paul. But he said, but the Lord said to him or to Ananias, when Ananias was afraid after Paul had been converted, he said, go, for he is a chosen vessel. He's talking to him about Paul. He let him know, Paul, go pray for him that he can get his sight back because he's a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentile kings and children of Israel. This is what I want you to see. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. See, this is what I want you to know. The fact that we are chosen never exempts us from trouble. And see, that's some of y'all complaint to God. Well, Lord, if your hands are on me, we like Gideon, we get that Gideon mentality, then why all this happening? But see, you're not exempt from trouble because you love God. Come on, somebody. Some of us acting like we done learned this lesson. This is the lesson some of us still have not learned. You going through something in God. Oh, I didn't get but a true clap. We going through stuff. Even though you chose it, God's hand is upon you to do mighty things through you. Yet, it will be him who permits you to go through certain things. Where's God in all of this? You want me to be honest with you? He right there looking at you. Right there listening to the things you say. And watch this in the midst of what he has stepped back and permitted to come. And see, sometimes demons are, demons be like, hey, you know what he said? Let me try him on what, she, what, what he said. Lord, she says she'll praise you no matter what. Let, let, let me do this right here. And see, sometimes your own mouth gets you in trouble. <laughs> if everybody leave you, God, I ain't going. No, oh, you heard him. He said no matter what happened, he ain't going nowhere. Let me try him on that, God. She always talking about being an example to women. She always somewhere cheesing up in women's faces, talking about how good God is and, and, and that you can do anything. Lord, let me let me put her through something. That's when folk come to me and they and they be talking like, oh, oh, Pastor God is blessing me. Oh, that word you talked about a couple weeks ago, Pastor this, that, and other is happening. And I see the hands of God, this, that, and other. And I be just looking at them like, hey. Get ready. <laughs> get, get ready. And then two weeks later, that same person, come on, y'all, even though I'm talking about you, just act like I am. That same person will be acting like God ain't did nothing. You didn't think you were going to be tried? I'm glad the Lord led me to share my testimony because I've been able to help so many women. Something coming, sister girl. <laughs> Something coming to shut your mouth. Are y'all in the house? But notice that Paul says in Philippians 3, Told you, I'm coming to the end. No, 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 notice what he says in Philippians. 
He's helping me. Philippians 3 and 12. He said, not that I've already attained. I mean, verse 12, Philippians 3 12, the main text. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected. Listen to what he said. But I press on. He said, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Paul know he done changed. He know he's the new creation. He know he's the new man. But there are still things that the new man, the new woman, has to let go. Has to let it go. In order to press on. To press on means that a person is pursuing the promises of God. See, I'm pressing. I'm, I'm in pursuit. Y'all listen to me. Of that which God has laid up for me. I'm in pursuit of it. I'm in pursuit. Watch this. To be all. That he has ordained for me to be. You cannot pursue the promises of God. And pursue being all that he desires you to be. Without letting some things go. Making sure that when certain things happen to you. The moment God says to you. Let this. The moment he says, wipe this out of your spirit, be in your mindset, you wipe it out. See, that's a faith walker right there. That's a person that trusts God. It hurt, it was disappointed, but God said, let this go. Hold on, hold on. It's something y'all need to understand about me. I've told it through one story, but I never told the, the other half. It's something you need to understand about me. I never do anything now without it being a part of who God has created me to be. Though you may see me do certain things and you may think, well, pastor just did that. I'm too mature now to just do stuff just to be doing. Whatever I'm doing, it's a part of what he would have for me to do, and it's not always about me. Sometimes it's about what God knows his people need to see. They need to see better. They need to see bigger. So I need you to go this weekend and do such and such. Because they are folk battling with things. Because they're fearful and I need them to see something. See, I remember years ago. Tell you how you have to let stuff go. I remember years ago, we had three children. We were driving in a 1984 Dodge Daytona. Two doors. Three kids. So Sasha would sit in the hump on the back seat. Back then, you could do that. And I knew, I said, it's time for us. To get a family vehicle. I said, God, move it. He blessed it. I told Donna, I said, let's go. We're going to get a new car. She said, how? I said, faith. I said, we're going to trust God. Went to the dealership. Sitting out there, I don't know how long. Waiting for the folk to come. And I kind of got hurt. I said, Donna, ain't nobody came out here. And even asked us what we need. Now I pull up on car like that. I can't even get my foot on the ground and they already out there. Now you, you don't believe me? Drive a certain car to the car lot. They'll be on you like vultures. But not that 84 Dodge. That car didn't look like nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. Finally I told her, I said, let's go. I said, these folk done missed their blessing. I said, let's get out of here. Got in the car. I said, no. I said, ain't no way. 
I said, Lord, please. Please. I said, in the name of Jesus. You know how we do. In the name of Jesus. Then they come out. This is exactly what they said to Donna Witness. They said, we don't know what's going on, but we getting ready to close, and y'all got to get this off the lot because we got to shut the gate. Yeah, I felt about that big. I said, Don, let me call your uncle, see if he can figure out what's going on. Her uncle got there, he couldn't figure it out. He said, man, let's just push it off the default lot. Imagine going to see about getting a car. See, some of y'all think y'all done big. And you got to push your car. But then God said, let this go. He said, because if you trust me, he said, I'm going to bless you to the point to where you'll never be without a good car. He said, I'll always make sure you can jump in a car and go anywhere you want to go. So why do I drive what I drive? It's the promises of God. When you see me pull up, I'm pursuing the things of God. What he told me I could have. And the audacity of folk to get mad and jealous not knowing. This is God's promise to me. Oh, I'm trying to close it right. I'm trying to let some of y'all know. That what God about to do for you is bigger than you. It's his promise. You better run the two folk like you excited high five and tell somebody he promised it to me. Oh, if they didn't get happy for you, go to somebody else and just tell them he told me I could have it. He told me I would do it. Now see, this one of these messages where God people got to get excited. We got to show God that we believe him. Be seated. I'm almost done. Be seated. And see, I'm to the point now where if I get up early in the morning on Sunday morning, and one of them got a flat tie. Oh, he done blessed me. I ain't got to deal with it that morning. I got another one that's just as bad as the other one. I'll just get in it. Until I feel like changing the tie on the other one. Don't you miss it. Don't you miss it. It comes from pressing. It comes from forgetting. I didn't allow that moment of defeat to do to me what it wanted to do. Be seated. The enemy wanted to define me that day. He wanted to say to me, you're way out of your league. But see, I wouldn't let him do it. And see, I'm telling somebody, when Paul said, forgetting those things. See, the past has a tendency. You better listen to me carefully. What you won't let go, it can blind you. Tell you, neighbor, he ain't talking physical. But tell you, neighbor, it will rob you of... Your vision. What vision, Pastor? The vision of you being who God said you are. The vision of you do. See, if God make a promise and you a true faith walker, you see yourself doing it right there. Now, I got to preach this way because this is how he's giving it to me. 
And so when I drove the Daytona, because he said, let it go, I knew that car wasn't the end. I'm trying to tell somebody, when demons start preaching the end, faith walkers start preaching the beginning. This ain't the end. This is the beginning. This is where it all going to start from. Yeah, God going to take a sister, give a favor in a company, and keep promoting her and promoting her and promoting her. But he started it when another company didn't want her. Didn't see in her what God put in her. But tell you, when God starts releasing, the better, the bigger, be prepared to be misunderstood. People say stupid stuff to you like, when is enough enough? Ain't you got enough? I ain't got enough till God said, that's enough. Until then, let him keep pouring. Let him keep pouring his better on me. Lord, keep pouring your bigger on us. Keep releasing your better. Keep releasing your bigger. And so that's going to be thing God going to put in you. And he ain't dropping it in you just as a dream. Any dream God gives, he gives it with the ability, oh, y'all better listen, of making it a reality in your life. Pastor, why is it not happening for some people? Because when it comes to letting stuff go, People are still hanging on to what God said. And they're not just hanging on to things. They're treating things that they need to let go like a little pit. Protecting it. Guarding. See, when you start letting go, one sign is that that you are letting go is that certain memories teach it past that you done had on repeat. You hit stop. I will no longer continue to replay this. God said, let it go. Wipe it out of your memory. You know how computers have, it ain't no computer cursor, but if you're good at computer, there, there's a certain thing. Where my computer folks at? I'm finna close. There are certain computer folks that know how to reboot. When they get a virus. They'll reboot it. They'll take the computer back <laughs> to its original. I don't forgot what they call it, but they call it something. A default. Sometimes God will put in his people a default button. You got to go back to when I first saved you. You got to go back to when I first put my hands on you. In order to erase this which is trying to define you. Remember from Paul. I ain't going here. We get scriptures like Romans 8 and 28. For we know. Come on y'all. That all things work. For the what? Good. Let it go because. You know my ability to bring good out of it. Move past it. 
Don't let it blind you. From Paul in Romans 8.37, we get, for we are more than conquerors through him. Move beyond this. The promise of better for your life is at stake. The promise, listen, of God doing the better and the bigger that you can't do. See, what God has done in my little old life is way bigger Way better than anything I could have ever done. But even him, listen carefully, being all powerful, could not do certain stuff for me until I let certain things go. Put it Let's look at this and be done. It's, in, it's, it's right there. You ain't got to turn nowhere. Look at the 15th verse. Look at the 15th verse. Look at the 15th verse and then we're done. A good teaching. We was right at a preaching moment though. <laughs> Tell somebody, say, we was right at a preaching moment though. <laughs> if, if it be true, just look about saying, I'm ready to go with him. I'm ready to go with him. I'm ready to go with him. I'm ready to take that ride. See, this is what separate me, and I ain't trying to boast, but this is what separate me from, from certain immature pastors. Because, see, they be ready to ride and just ride us on out of here. But, see, God say no, because they need to fully understand the text. Because if you don't, you'll leave thinking, I let it go. I let it go. How many of you ever thought you let something go until something has happened that reminds you of what you let? But see, notice what he says in verse 15. Just look at it. Philippians 3 and 15. Just look at what he says. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Tell your neighbor, you can't do this without growing up. See, what had to happen to me even as a young Christian in that parking lot? Though you can be immature in God, it don't mean that in totality you mature. But it does mean that in order for God to bring better about and bigger, he requires you to grow up in a moment. He requires you to grow up in a certain situation. Are y'all understanding me? In that parking lot, I was not mature in totality because I was just learning the things of God. But he wanted me that day to grow up some. Grow up and, and, and don't let this, what happened today, define you in me. Now people can look at me and they can say, oh, wow. But, but go back to that moment that I could have allowed to define me. None of what you see now would even be as far as me. Now, God would have done it through somebody, but not me. And see, there are some of us that if I don't teach it like this, when it comes time for you to let it go and leave it alone, you won't because you're going to be childish. And it's certain better and certain bigger that God can't give to a child. Now watch how clear the text is because now he's going to deal with how powerful God is and then I'll, I'll stop. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this what? But this is what I love. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. You know what that meant? 
that meant that God, through this message, was going to supernaturally let folk know, I'm talking to you. He's saying to folk right now, I need you to grow up in reference to what you're going through. See, he's going to reveal it. I ain't got time today to meet with every person who thinks this right here might be for them. No, God said, I'll reveal it. I'll deal with the people. You teach it, let me deal with the people. Because if you remain childish, you'll give up on certain things. In a season where God, no, it ain't time to give up. It's time to grow up. Let some things go so I can do the better and the bigger that I've ordained for your life. And tell your neighbor without doubt, in this church, in this house, God is saying that he has more. Can y'all handle that? He has more. Tell your neighbor, you can't get the more, the better, the new, the bigger, unless you let some stuff go. Amen. I'm done. Let's give it. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.